Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. I want to give a quick plug for that. The Next Gen Family Christmas Party. Parents, that's for you too. So we are celebrating with all of our kids, our youth, leaders, and parents too. So we are excited to celebrate the holiday season with you. Make sure you register on our website for that. I'm going to welcome up my lovely friend, wherever she is, Abby. And Abby, come on up, my dear, is going to share a testimony at our youth services that we have on Wednesday night. We always have a student testimony. Do you know that you have a testimony? And we always have a student share kind of what God is doing in their world, and it's really powerful. And Abby shared a couple of months ago at our youth service. So we're going to give her our full attention, uh, and I know that you're going to be blessed by what she has to share. Hello. So a little while ago, I had decided to make a commitment. I was going to read the verse of the day on the Bible app every morning. I I wanted to take time and dedicate it to God. While reading, I try to think, what does this mean and how can I apply it to my life? In small groups one week, we had talked about Psalms 5, verse 3. I had gone ahead and read verse 1, 2, 3. It says, O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help. My King and my God, for I pray to no one. (laughs) Thank you. For I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. So even through my stress, anxieties, and tiredness, I want to be like David and give my time to God. By building this habit, even in the short time since I've started, I feel myself growing closer and closer to God through the act of giving him my time. With reading the Bible, praying, and putting time into my relationship with God, I felt more secure. Secure in who I am, the actions I choose, and the path God is taking me down. While the anxiety is still there, I find myself leaning on God for support. At one point, I had woken up to find I lost a 28-day streak. I had forgotten to look at the verse of the day the morning before. I didn't let that trip me up, though. It's not about the streak, but about spending time with God. I felt better in my relationship with God every day since starting this journey. Having this routine has helped me in school, through anxieties, with friendships, and with spending more one-on-one time with God, growing my trust and love for him every day. Isn't that amazing? I am so... Abby has had such uh, an incredible transformation over the last, you know, even five or six months and going to summer camp and just making a decision of being daily to, devoted to spending time in the Word. And I'm, we're just going to pray for her really quick. Uh, that's our prayer for our youth group, for our church, that we would be people, Pastor Lauren often says, we don't just talk about the Word or 
look at, but we actually live and abide in the word. And I think that is key for the young people in this generation, God. So I just thank you for Abby, Lord. I thank you for her obedience to you, God. I thank you for her faithfulness in your life and how she's just uh, shown up to sit at your feet every day, Lord, and hear what you have to say through your word. And I thank you that it's transformed her identity the way she sees herself, the way that she sees you. And I thank you that the word is a weapon in her life and that it would be also that for every single person under the sound of my voice today, God. So I thank you for her in Jesus' name. Amen. The last thing I want to mention before I invite our speakers up this morning, which get ready, they're going to blow you away is uh, as you may have heard me mention before, we are heading as a youth group. We have about 15 students and a handful of leaders uh, heading to the Los Angeles Dream Center for our first missions trip. Yes, it's so exciting. They're going to be serving um, at the LA Dream Center and um, serving those who are experiencing homelessness and addiction and we're in the recovery program there and working with their youth program and food programs. And I uh, I spent a couple years there, and I know it's going to be so life-changing for these students. And so next week, we are kicking off our Christmas market here at C3 Calgary West. And uh, all of our students going on the missions trip are going to be selling something at the Christmas market, from baking and crafts uh, to jewelry, all kinds of things. So all the proceeds from what they are selling at the market next Sunday is going to go towards the cost of their missions trip. So bring some cash buy some cookies, a bracelet, and support them. Thanks, guys. It's going to be awesome. So I, I'm really excited today. We have uh, three students and two youth leaders sharing, and they're a little bit nervous, but I have such a confidence in them that what they have to share may just be what you need to hear. And I know that God wants to speak in and through them today. And so I'm just going to let you know who they are and introduce them all at the same time here. And then they're going to come up. We're doing a five by five this morning. We have Lucas Chan, who is on the sidelines, ready to go. Lucas is amazing. He has a prophetic gift and is just so intentional with the people in his world and ministering to them. And uh, I've just so admired the young man that he is growing into. We have Perseus. She's going to be bringing the word. Perseus is our youngest speaker today, but she is fiery, and let me tell you, she will blow your mind. We have Blake, who is one of our youth leaders, who I absolutely adore, and has come up from being in youth to now being a leader, and he is just a powerhouse for the kingdom of God, and an amazing example to the young men in his small group, and that, that the young men who get to look up to him. So Blake's going to be sharing this morning. We have Jamie O'Neill who also has had such an incredible transformation in his walk with Jesus. And I know he's excited to share that with you. And last but not least, we have Zara, who is also one of our incredible youth leaders, newer to the team this year. She, man, they've all blown me away, but she also has just grown into this strong and confident woman of God in the way that she engages with the people in her world, not only at youth, but in her friends and, you know, at university. And I'm just, uh, I'm in awe of her and I'm really excited for her to share today. So would you join me in welcoming Mr. Lucas Chan up to the stage? 
Hello? Oh, there we go. Hi, I'm Lucas, as Serena said, and wow, I am also loud. Um, I've been coming to C3 for like three-ish years now, and I'm so glad to be here, on here. I'm excited to be done with this, but also to do this. <laughs> okay, so the message I'm sharing today will be based on a few verses, Romans 13, 11 to 14. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dirty deeds like dark clothes and put on the shining armor of right living, because we belong to the day and we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or sexual proximity yeah, and immoral living or in quarreling or jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think of ways to indulge in your evil desires. To be honest to me, when I read that, I just felt like it's sort of like a deadline to get your life in order, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, the, se the second verse that I'm also going to be sharing on is Romans 8.5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think of things that please the Lord. And then the last one is... When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Uh, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. That one was Galatians 5, 23, 5, 19 to 23. So in, basically my message is based on these verses because in the first verse, Paul says, in the second verse, the, Paul says that the Spirit helps us stop sinning, but the flesh keeps enslaving us to sin. In the, sec in the first verse, Paul says to us to wake up and stop sinning and live lives that are worthy of God. So the way that I think these verses are related is that the way we wake up and the way we live pure lives is to be present and just be aware of what the Spirit is doing just as much as how we're aware of what we're doing physically. So to be awake would be like to be more concerned with the spiritual world and what God is doing through that than with the physical world and your needs through that. So it would be like worrying more about reading your Bible and feeding your spirit more than eating breakfast and feeding your body. So what I would be calling you to do is to just... Be more aware of the Spirit and think of how God is moving spiritually in, in your life and worry about that because that will last forever rather than what God is doing in your physical life and, you know, putting food on the table, even though that is very important. But 
you know, food lasts like three hours and then you're hungry again. <laughs> so if you guys are feeling that call on your heart that you've been asleep, that you've only been thinking about the next paycheck, the next friend, like you're worried about getting enough sleep and those are all important things, but just would you pray with me to help prioritize the spiritual just as much if, as, yeah, as if not more than the physical. So God, I thank you for all these people you've brought here today, and I thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak in front of them, and I pray that you would just um, help us be guided by you in the spirit and help us prioritize what you're doing in the spirit, which is eternal, rather than what you're doing in the physical, which is temporary. And I'm going to welcome up the next speaker, Perseus. Hi, everyone. I'm just a tad nervous. Okay. Hi, my name is Perseus, and I'm 12 years old. This is my very first year. Okay. I'm 12 years old. This is my very first year of youth. And so far, I'm loving it. I first gave my life to Jesus at three years old. And since then, I have actively rededicated myself to the Lord. Today, I will be talking about how God has grown my faith in the past few months. I truly felt my faith reached new levels this summer when I was baptized by Serena and my dad in the Bow River. During the baptism, my grandpa found this piece of metal sticking out of the dirt. He heard the Holy Spirit give him a word and a picture from a new walk with God. One side of the middle was jagged, and one side of the middle was smooth. The jagged side represents who you are before you go down in the water, and the smooth side represents who you are when you come out of the water. All your sins gone, all your mistakes, and everything you've ever done wrong have completely been washed away. At that moment, God had given me another chance. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2 talks about smoothing out our paths as the Lord goes before us and prepares the way. This is the same thing God does in our lives when we give ourselves fully to him. I use my baptism to grow and change my life. After I was baptized, I realized I felt new and smooth still. I found myself working on my relationship with my brother and putting petty fights to the side. It is not God who stopped my actions from fighting or being mean to my brother, as he has given us freedom of choice. It was that still small voice in my head. It had gotten louder, guiding me on my actions and reactions. Eventually, it became nature to be slow to anger and show my brother more kindness. I soon realized it was the Holy Spirit that helped me through it by being that still small voice. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11 to 14. I relate to the verse where it says, be up and awake to what God is doing. Because when I was baptized in the freezing cold river water and came back up, I can assure you, I was awake of what was happening. As my heart was refreshed by the Lord, he had begun making changes in me. I'd like to end this with a quick prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to the church ask that you continue to walk with each and every one each and every one of your children guiding them on their steps and drawing them closer to you 
I pray that we would be a light to those around us and aware of how we're and aware of how you're using us to awake us from a slumber. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hello, uh, my name is Blake, and um, I've been going to C3 since around 2018 now, so around four years, and I have been a part of the youth, youth group for around that time as well, and this is my first year being a youth leader. Um, one thing I can describe myself last year was uh, I was a kid the leaders invited to youth group, but prayed I'd never showed up. Um, but Sarana asked me to speak today and I, uh, I took some time to think about it and the word that came out to me was the word accountability and the word accountability is a very powerful word in my opinion and I uh, noticed Pastor Lauren talked about it at the all-in meeting on Friday and in ways of accountability, we can work together as a community to push ourselves towards God, and I think it's very important in a church. Um, and one way I've experienced accountability was in mentorship, as being a student in youth, having someone that can mentor you and speak to you, and someone that you can talk about your issues with is very important for young teenagers, especially guys. So I, I found mentorship was definitely a key part of it, and Doug really helped me through that. Who here loves Doug? Yeah. I love him. Um, from speaking into my life and from encouraging me to come out to see through Central, Doug has been a great influence in my life, and I've appreciated everything he's done for me. And mentorship has been a great key component of accountability in my faith. And yeah, another experience was uh, Street Invaders this uh, summer, or previously, for I don't even know when it was, but the experience spoke out to me as um, we were going downtown Calgary and praying for, praying for a bunch of people in downtown, some random people, and I, I immediately was very nervous and I wasn't sure what to expect with it. But I remember Micah Tebbit, he prayed over me and shared some of his experiences with praying over people. And I remember how powerful that was. And that honestly was amazing to see how even us students together can keep ourselves accountable and to pushing ourselves out of the comfort zone and being courageous with our faith. So I, I thought that was very important. And how this relates in Scripture... In, in the verse Romans, it says, The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Where it said, wake up, it really spoke out to me. We got to wake up and, st and stray away from the flesh and continue to push ourselves account or keep ourselves accountable and in line with the word of God. And that, that really spoke out to me. And yeah, my question to you is, how has account, accountability affected you in your journey with God? 
and how, how has it made you? My challenge for you today is to look back at how accountability may have helped you with your faith and who you can keep accountable in your life. I'd like to uh, close in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this church and this community that has been built. I pray for anyone who's going through a tough time in their faith and that they can use this message. Lord, I thank you for all the blessings you've given to us, and I pray that you continue to bring more people closer to you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Hello. My name is Jamie O'Neill, and I'm 15 years old. I'm 15 years old, and I've been coming to C3 for around 10 years now, so since I was super little. The, the title of my message is called People of Christ, and as you probably already know, we're talking about Romans 13, verses 11 to 14, and something really stuck out to me at the end of verse 14, and it says this. It says, dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. And this really resonated with me because a few weeks ago, I was showing my friend a picture on my phone. And he saw the Bible app on my phone. And at first, he was shocked. He was like, oh, is that a Bible? Are you religious? And at first, I got really embarrassed and scared. But I decided, no, I'm not going to be embarrassed and scared. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. So I said, yeah, that, that is a Bible. And I'm not necessarily religious, but I am a Christian. And, and then he was like, oh, well, that makes sense now. And everyone else at the table who was with me was like, oh, well, no wonder you get such good grades. You're a Christian, that's why. <laughs> and at first, I was very embarrassed. I didn't really know what to say. But after thinking about it a little bit, I just noticed that all they saw is something different in me. And it's not necessarily something bad, but it's maybe something that they want. And being a Christian, it is our job to share Jesus with other people and be that light for them. And that might not necessarily be um, telling them, like, can I pray for you? But it might be a small act of kindness, and it's the same difference. So sometimes we might get so caught up in the moment or in our stress that we might forget about this. I recently heard a story about this guy who was not a Christian, but he loved it when Christians told him about Jesus. And this is because even though he didn't believe, he knew that Christians had this God who could do miracles and who loved him so much. And he thought to himself, if you really believe that, why would you keep that to yourself? Why would you be embarrassed to hide that from people? You wouldn't. You would want to share it and be excited about it. And so he loved it when Christians told him about this because it really showed how much they believed in him. And there's a few people in my life that are exactly like this. A few of those people are my grandparents, Nana Steph and Granddad Phil. They're here today. <laughs> they are always chasing the Lord and listening to him and always being obedient. And an example of this is when they moved to Canada from England. They were completely settled in England. They had friends. They had good jobs. But they heard the Lord tell them to move to Canada, and so they obeyed. And through this journey, they have brought so many people to the Lord. My grandpa works at a hotel in Banff where he's 
the, I guess, the pastor, and he helps people all the time get to know the Lord, and it's super encouraging, and I'm always encouraged by that. And so my encouragement to you guys today is even the little things, like buying someone a Tim Hortons coffee or giving them a compliment is the same difference as telling someone about Jesus, because it's that little something different that they notice about you. And I really noticed when I hang out with my Christian friends versus my school friends that my Christian friends are just such a better group of people to be around. And that's not saying that my school friends are bad, because they're not. They're really nice. But Christian friends are just so much more relatable, and they're kinder, and it's because we have Jesus as the foundation of our lives. And... Again, kind of like Briseis, I really noticed this after I got baptized this year. I found this new joy in my life, this new freshness that I just couldn't get rid of. It was amazing. And um, through that, I have learned not to be scared about telling people about my faith and being the light to others. Because I know that Jesus is the foundation of my life. And I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be made fun of at school and be sad on the inside. I'm going to share Jesus no matter what, and it's not going to stop me. I'll just end in a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much that you are the foundation of our lives and that we know you. And I pray, Lord, that you would use us to spread your word if even if it's not in a big way, it can be in the small ways, and it's the same difference, and people still notice. And so I pray today that you would help us to encourage others through these small actions and share them or share you through them. Amen. Good morning. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Zara, and my family and I have been coming to C3 for about two years, but like Sarana said, I recently started on the youth team in this past September. So growing up in a Christian home with two very strong Christian parents is a blessing by any standard, and who I am today is very largely attributed to that very influence. But I think that when you grow up in faith, sometimes it can be easy to sort of take it for granted, especially as we, you know, time goes on and we get busier and um, we start to build our own lives. We sort of can become lukewarm in faith and a little bit unwilling to depart from certain worldly things because it's just so much easier not to. And when this happens, it seems clear that faith has kind of lost its marvel and it kind of takes a seat on the back burner. But when we can experience awakening and develop a faith that is not built on routine, but on the pursuit of God, we unlock this whole other side of things. Now, notice how I did not just say on the love of God, but also on the active pursuit of him. Truly deepening your relationship with God isn't something that just happens. We have to put in the work to seek out his voice. And to be totally honest, that is not something that I fully grasped until just over a year ago. I mean, I still don't know if I fully grasped it. Now, don't get me wrong. I've always been very strong in my faith, but I think that God really took his chance to wake me up in this past season of my life. And it has just been completely transformative. 
You know, I think that God uses a lot of hardship and difficult life experiences to really kind of put our faith to the test and see what it's made of when it comes down to it. And it is so easy to let these really negative things sort of deter us from God and deter us from faith. Because it's a natural human response to sort of doubt God's love for us and his faithfulness towards us after trauma. Much like how we would if we had a loved one who we'd invested so much hope into and trust into and they had just totally let us down in um, our perspective. But God is not human. And therefore, his divine reasoning cannot be interpreted on our human scale. Because that's only going to just confuse us. And the wise words of my lovely mom who's sitting over there. For some of us, we spiritually awaken to sort of like the sun shining on our face and the birds chirping out the window like this ethereal experience. But for others of us, we spiritually awaken because we don't have any other choice because our alarm's been going off for the past 20 minutes and we've rolled out of bed and hit our head on the way down. And um, yeah, that's going to ruin our morning for a little bit, but that doesn't mean that we can't still go on to have a good day, you know, a good life. In only 18 years, I have not had many, many of the difficult life experiences that the vast majority of you have. And I don't want to stand here pretending like I have, but the passage says that when we go into these battles, we are called to put on the armor of light, God's armor. A few weeks ago, I was worshiping at Tehila, which is this massive service for young adults every Monday, and I got this picture from God. And in the picture, I was standing on top of this mountain that was sort of a little bit above the other ones around it, and I was looking out into the mountain range in front of me, and it just went on and on, and it seemingly had no end to it. And I just felt God say to me, everything you see is mine, and everything you touch belongs to me. And it just struck me that for a God who created the heavens and the very ground that we're on right now, And I know people say that all the time, like the God who created the heavens and the earth, but just think about that for a second. Like the actual ground that you are on right now. For him, there is no sacrifice too big, there is no sacrifice too costly, and there is certainly no faith too passionate. Never in my life have I felt more just convicted to surrender my everything to God than I have in this past little while, and Because of that, I've had such a deeper sense of security in who God says that I am. And that's where my identity is rooted. You see, his purpose is the greatest purpose. And it is the greatest call that will ever be put onto our lives. And as scary as it sounds, you know, there there is an infinite time for fooling around with the made-up idea that Jesus can just wait. You see, there is far too much sin and completely anti-biblical ideas in the world to have room for Christian believers with a procrastinated faith that is always just put off until later because you're young and you have a lot of years ahead of you or you have, maybe you've been through a lot and you just don't know where God has been in all of it. And I'm not here to make you feel shame for that pain and God doesn't want that either or scared but a procrastinated and stagnant faith is unfortunately a useless one because God cannot use someone who just doesn't care 
The scripture calls us to walk properly in the daytime and points out a lot of very difficult things that no one really wants to hear. But James 1 verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And in my own life, I've just felt so convicted to not just hear what God is saying to me or read the words on the pages of the Bible, but truly receive them as my own from God for me and obey it. The New Living Translation says that we as Christians belong to the light of day as God's people of the day and not the night where darkness can try to trick us and close our eyes to the goodness of God. God says the hour has come to leave this blindness and this loneliness and come into the daytime. You know, he doesn't say the hour will come when you feel like it or the hour will come after your five-year plan has been completed. He says the hour is right now. The enemy will inevitably try to put you back to sleep again because he hates it. But in God's light, the fullness of his glory is revealed to us. God loves you more than you know. And experiencing the fullness of that love is such a gift. And it is one that is, you know, it's given so freely to all that would just come to his feet and let him give it to you. God is standing at the door of your heart. And maybe for you, that means that you've never actually accepted Jesus into your life or into your heart, and you don't really know what that looks like. Or maybe there's something in your life that God has just been calling you to surrender to him and to lay down at his feet, but you don't know what that might mean. And I'm hoping at least a few of you get this analogy, but whatever that looks like for you, what I like to think of it as is Jesus is standing on your doorstep in the pouring rain with a boombox over his head, yelling out your name if you would just let him come inside and love you. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every single person that is here today, and I just want to lift up C3 to you today. And I just believe that every person who has heard the words of these speakers today has been brought here for a reason, Lord, and that there's something that you want to stir in their life and stir in their heart. And I just specifically want to pray that no more time would be wasted in your holy name, Lord, that no more time would be wasted and that we would just be lit on fire with the pursuit of you. And I pray that as we go forward into this week, that as we encounter obstacles and different things in our lives, that you would just be with us and that our faith would just be built on the foundation of your word and not what the world tells us or anyone else tells us, but your holy word, Lord. And while we were worshiping, I just got a picture from God and it was, I just saw this heart that was completely broken open and light was just flowing out of it. And I just, I pray that over everyone here today that we would just feel like we are lights in the world for you, Lord. And it's not about us, it's about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you just give it up one more time for all our speakers today?
They are wise beyond their years. And in a moment, I'm going to invite up our youth prayer team. Um, Before we do that, we're going to play a quick video, which if you didn't uh, catch, we're talking about a scripture today in Romans that all of these students shared on, students and leaders. And so um, we're going to play this video, and I want you to allow this scripture to minister to you and maybe ask the Holy Spirit what he has to say to you today. Romans 13, 11 through 14. But make sure that you do not get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of time and doze off, oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. Must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence. In sleeping around and in dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Don't loiter and linger, waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourself in Christ and be up and about. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Would you stand with me this morning? And I'll just invite the prayer team to come forward. Come on up, guys. Thank you, students and leaders who shared. It was really, really powerful. Thank you for being vulnerable and for being courageous and for being bold. I want to give you an opportunity to respond today and maybe we'll just dim the lights a little bit. They all shared a little bit about what God has been doing in their lives over the last months and year. And our theme today is awaken because we believe that God is not only awakening faith in this generation, but also in us and in you and in your families and in your schools and in your workplaces and in our province and in our nation. And so I would encourage you if there was something that you felt God highlighting to you today through what any of these students shared, uh, there's nothing quite like having someone younger than you and coming to them in humility and having them lay hands on you and uh, agree with you in prayer for what God's doing in your life. And I encourage you too, if there's something going on in your world that you would like one of these guys to stand with you in prayer for, do that. Don't miss the opportunity. So thank you for being here today and thank you students and leaders who were a part of making the Next Gen service uh, possible. I'm just going to pray really quick and then we'll open up the altars. Jesus, we love you so much. God, I thank you that you 
are so in love with the people in this room, Lord, that you see them, that you know them, that you're for them and not against them, Lord. And as you maybe are convicting some people in the room today, Lord, through the words that were shared, maybe about a stagnant faith or maybe about being passive consumers rather than passionate contributors to building the kingdom of God here on earth. Let's not miss an opportunity to actually allow his kindness to lead us to repentance and say, God, I've just been showing up and observing, but today I wanna make a decision to change that. And I'm inspired by these young people who are leading the way. These are leaders. And I wanna be a leader too, God. I want you to use me. And I'm done disqualifying myself based on my own standards. You can make that decision today. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're saying and for what you're doing today, God. I pray that you would soften hearts, that no fear or intimidation or insecurity would stop someone from coming forward this morning and laying their hearts before you and saying, God, today I'm gonna draw draw a line in the sand. And I thank you that God, you're awakening faith in hearts today. You're awakening faith in individuals, in families, in students, in adults, in business people, in politicians, in creatives, in musicians, in moms, in dads. God, would you awaken faith this morning? We love you so much today, God. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like prayer this morning, come on up. Thanks for being with us today, church. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.